Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Geek Therapy Radio, you've got your mental curator, Johnny Hamburger. It's very good to be back behind the mic with you again this week. And I know that's the second week in the row I've said it, but I seriously, I'm still a little bit traumatized a little bit from that hand, foot, and mouth disease that ran through my family a few weeks ago. I'm just very thankful to have recovered from that. Apparently, it's going around. It's going around Houston. And if it's going around Houston, that means there's a likelihood it could be going around somewhere else it is not a deadly virus by any stretch of the imagination but it is one of the most annoying and painful and life disrupting illnesses i think that you can get but that's all i'm going to talk about hand foot and mouth disease so it's kind of been a big week uh, just a, a day or two before um cracking the mic for this broadcast for this podcast nintendo finally announced their new switch model and i had to be very careful with my words there because this is not the nintendo switch pro that so many of us had been kind of waiting for the rumor mill was going was nintendo going to announce a new nintendo switch like new and improved performance wise nintendo switch pro model with 4k and all that good stuff new processor that hasn't happened this is kind of i i want to call it an iterative iterative update but it's a little bit more than just iterative so what we do have and it will be available October 8th, 2021 for $350, up from $300, is the Nintendo Switch OLED model. By my count, that makes, if we're talking about the big Switch, not the Switch Lite, we have now three, technically, three iterations of the actual, you know, full-size Nintendo Switch. We have the vanilla Nintendo Switch, that one is 
hackable. Once Nintendo got their, you know, circumvented that, we have the improve, not the improved version. I guess it slightly improved the internals. It was a little bit more efficient. The battery life was a little bit more efficient. We had that model of Switch. To little fanfare, it wasn't announced as like a brand new model of Switch. It was basically that Nintendo got a handle on the the the, the hackability, crackability of it while they improved the internal efficiency through different circuit board designs, better capacitors and resistors and whatever. Um, but now we have this third Nintendo Switch, uh, full-size Nintendo Switch, the Nintendo Switch OLED model. We do not have the Nintendo Switch Pro model. And if I remember, I want to comment on that uh, in a moment. Why we don't have a Nintendo Switch Pro? Could we possibly see a Nintendo Switch Pro model coming out sometime soon? I want to kind of talk about that in a minute. But I want to give my thoughts, at least, on the Nintendo Switch OLED model. I think... So, I'll I'll boil it down here before we get into it. I... If you already have a Nintendo Switch... For me personally, it's just my opinion that if you already have a Nintendo Switch, it's not worth the $350 for an upgrade for one with a bigger screen, even though it's OLED and it looks brilliant and all the other improvements we'll get to in a second. But if you don't have a Nintendo Switch or I would even argue to kind of a semi lesser extent, if all you have is a Nintendo Switch Lite and you would like to be able to dock with a TV console and play it like a uh, conventional console, you know, hook it up to a TV. If I would say that, sure, if you don't already have a Nintendo Switch or you only have a Nintendo Switch Lite and you've been looking to to play in TV mode, sure, in those two situations, especially if you don't have a Nintendo Switch at all, absolutely go for the Nintendo Switch OLED model that'll be available October 8th, 2021. I think it's $50 too expensive. I think they should have kept it around $300. I would say even maybe $320 would be more acceptable. And mark my words, we'll see that price drop in another year. I think the price is going to drop after the holiday season. Naturally, probably back down to the $300 mark. Um, 50 extra dollars for all the extra features, though. That's why I'm saying if you don't already, if you don't have a Nintendo Switch and you're looking to get a Nintendo Switch for the first time, the you absolutely go for the OLED model. I don't know what off the top of my head, just recording right now. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if they're going to keep selling the old model beside it. I don't see why they would. I would imagine that the original model is going to get discontinued at some point. I'm not. I don't know exactly when. It, I'm looking at Nintendo's website right now, and they still advertise. They still have a whole a tab for the Nintendo Switch. They have several tabs up here from left to right. They have Nintendo Switch OLED model, Nintendo Switch, and then Nintendo Switch Lite. And then it goes on to the online stuff. So they still advertise three separate models of Switch. I don't why I don't know why would they would keep the the uh, original one. My guess is and my hope is that the original Nintendo Switch will drop from $300 down to like 200 and then that the Nintendo Switch Lite would drop down to like 150 I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. I kind of hope that happens. It would be even more kind of inclination for me to say, yeah, if you already have a Nintendo Switch and you have been thinking about a Nintendo Switch Lite and it's $50 cheaper, 
absolutely go for it. I have the regular Nintendo Switch and a Nintendo Switch Lite. I adore that I have both. I play the Nintendo Switch Lite more often than I play my full-size Nintendo Switch. So obviously one segment was enough, wasn't enough to dive into the new Nintendo Switch OLED model. Let's talk about that more after the break. You're listening to Geek Therapy Radio. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Geek Therapy Radio. You've got your mental curator, Johnny Hamburger. Just real quick to get all the house cleaning out of the way. You can always reach me, Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-Y, at geektherapyradio.com. That's the email address, johnny at geektherapyradio.com. You can also go directly to geektherapyradio.com. The very first thing you see is a... Uh, contact form submission I gotta reiterate it does not sign you up for jack squat it basically just forwards email through my website to my gmail account it's a direct way to talk it talk to me about whatever you want and also all the social media uh, Facebook Instagram YouTube Twitter just type in geek therapy radio look for the red white and black color scheme across all those platforms that's how you know you have my Geek Therapy Radio, and I highly suggest you follow it, especially the Instagram. Uh, I'm not going to promote the YouTube too much right now because I haven't honestly added content with the at the frequency that I usually that I've historically been adding to the YouTube channel. But it is there, and I do have things in the work. I promise. Uh, actually, I'm going to talk about that here in a moment. Um, but yeah, Geek Therapy Radio on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Just type in Geek Therapy Radio, look for the red, white, black color scheme, and that's me. I've been talking about the uh, world's ultimate Game Boy Pocket. I showed some prototypes on my Twitter and my Instagram. It is underway, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later in the show with the progress that I've made on it and what my plans going forward with that. But right now, I promised we would stay in the vein of the Nintendo Switch OLED model. So what I want to do now is just go over the improved features in the Nintendo Switch OLED model. And for those of us just joining... Uh, Geek Therapy Radio. It is available October 8th, 2021 for $350 MSRP while the original Switch, I believe it doesn't, on Nintendo's website it doesn't show the price. So I imagine the original Nintendo Switch is still $300. As I mentioned at the end of the last segment, I would hope that, yeah, oh here okay, right on the website, original Nintendo Switch, $299. Yep. Still $300. So the $50 extra, you get the Nintendo Switch OLED model. And that is what I'm going to go over right now so we can see what the improvements are for your $50. And I think for the $50, you'd get quite a bit more. If I'm sitting there, again, if I didn't already own a Nintendo Switch, if I was Nintendo Switchless and I was looking at the regular model of Nintendo Switch or the OLED model of Nintendo Switch for $50 more... To me personally, it would be no contest. I'm going with the $50 uh, more expensive $350 Nintendo Switch OLED model. If anything, for the bigger screen with less bezel, you go from the 6.2 inch screen of the original Nintendo Switch to a 7 inch OLED screen of the new Nintendo Switch. I think the uh, original Nintendo Switch used an LCD. What uh, what was the technology in it? It wasn't it wasn't too bad. Was it was it IPS? 
I'm not entirely sure off the top of my head. It really wasn't a bad screen. It just was just small and or smaller. And having a seven inch bigger screen, OLED, is going to be a vast improvement, not a vast improvement, but but quite a noticeable improvement over the old screen, especially the screen size. There's some games and the one that's come into my mind most immediately is is Sniper Elite 4. But it, that's not the only game. Doom also does this. Tons of games do this to where you're playing in handheld mode on the 6.2-inch screen of the original uh, Switch. And you can't read for crap. The text is so small. It's giving you this important information, critical things to, to know for the game in the text for my eyes. And if it's bad for my eyes, it's probably bad for other people's eyes. It's so tiny and unreadable. It's such a strain. You have to double click the home button and that allows that allows you to zoom in to, to read things on the screen and then you got to double click and zoom out again. So if you're looking at like for instance the map on Sniper Elite 4, the the enemy map, you in the little dots that represent enemies and represents their state of alertness if you've tipped them off to your presence or not. You got I had it preset to where I just double clicked and it would zoom in on the little circle map down there and then double click and zoom out. That's nuts. Hopefully, that will be less of an issue on the seven-inch screen. A lot of the games for the Nintendo Switch are designed to be played in on a full-screen, giant screen TV. So, like a 45-inch, 50-inch, 55-inch, 60-inch, or higher giant TV in your living room. When you go to when you're playing in handheld on the small screen, it doesn't do anything. There's no scaling for like the text. There's no scaling for the kind of small details that you important information that you need to know about that's now tiny because it's on a tiny screen. So, going from 6.2 inch screen to a 7 inch screen OLED is going should be a help in that area. I, quick side note, I don't, I am not going to go out there and buy a Nintendo Switch OLED model right out of the gate. $350, I'm just not going to do it. I, I've got the, the original Nintendo Switch and the Nintendo Switch Lite. I am not jumping out there to add another model to, to my lineup for $350. Now, in a few years when that price goes down, sure, at least for collection purposes, but... Even that said, by the time I'm ready to get a Nintendo Switch OLED model, we might actually have the Nintendo Switch Pro, maybe, or the next iteration of console from Nintendo. Who knows? So, all right, 7-inch screen up from 6.2 inches, much smaller bezels. That's going to be a welcome uh, improvement. The kickstand is better. It's wide and adjustable. It's adjustable like the Microsoft Surface uh, tablets. I'm sure other tablets do the same thing. Other two and ones do the same thing. They have the kickstand that flips out and it's adjustable. You get the same thing now with the Nintendo Switch OLED model. Whereas on the original Nintendo Switch, that kickstand was just an afterthought. If you can even call it an afterthought, it was just to cover the SD card slot. And basically, at, at the last second, I this is what I imagine in Nintendo. At the last second before production, they said, I bet you it was a little cover over that SD card slot, maybe like a half-inch cover, whatever, over that micro SD card slot. And the last second, somebody said, make it two inches long so that it acts like a kickstand, a wobbly, flimsy thing that technically can prop up on a desk and if it's propped up you can't actually use the charger on it but who cares that's beside the point you can't use the charger on the new Nintendo Switch OLED also when it's sitting on the table using its big kickstand but I bet you the kickstand on the original Nintendo Switch was an afterthought last minute change better than having nothing and that's all you can say about it 
So this new improved kickstand, that will be a welcome addition. Can I just say that I like the white uh, Joy-Cons? To my knowledge, the Joy-Cons are not using any different buttons and they're not using any different actual, you know, thumbsticks. So I believe it would be just as prone to drift, uh, thumbstick drift as anything else. But at the, at the old, as the old one, if they made improvements to the old Joy-Con uh, thumbsticks in, to address the drift issue... That's I would imagine they're using the same mechanism in this Switch OLED model. Another neat thing, and this is kind of a first because not a lot of Nintendo consoles did this. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Did the Wii U do this? Maybe not because I don't have a Wii U. Uh, wireless LAN port built into the dock. So Nintendo has always kind of uh, based their connectivity on, on Wi-Fi. So for the Nintendo Switch OLED model... There's a LAN port, an actual Ethernet port, on the side of the dock. You no longer have to use a dongle. I'm using a dongle, a USB to Ethernet dongle, on my original Nintendo Switch. You can Google, if you want a USB to Ethernet dongle, you kind of have to do your uh, Google research, and it's, it's it's widely available. It's not hard to find which adapters work. I think my adapter was like 10 bucks, but you can't just go on to Amazon and buy any random adapter and, and think it'll work with Switch. It has to say it'll work with Switch, and then you have to read their comments and reviews to, to verify that those dongles actually work with Switch. With the Switch OLED model, you don't have to worry about that. It's got a LAN port right on the side of the dock. The internal memory has been bumped up to 64 gigabytes of internal storage. That's a welcome change. And the audio has been enhanced. I haven't heard any other reviewers or anybody anybody else in the tech community mention this. I'm sure they have. I just haven't seen what everybody's saying about this. Enhanced audio. So I'm sure that the audio has a little bit more bass to it, a little bit more clarity out of the speakers. The speakers in the original Nintendo Switch, they made noise, but they were nothing to write home about. So those are the big improvements. There's been no improvements to the internals, no improvements to the hardware. It doesn't run any faster. There's no 4K. It's still 720p handheld and 1080p if it supports it docked. Let me finish my thoughts on that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Geek Therapy Radio. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Welcome back to Geek Therapy Radio. You've got your mental curator, Johnny Hamburger. We are talking about the new model of Nintendo Switch. Nintendo is calling it the very sexy name, Nintendo Switch, parentheses, OLED model. 
that is what it's called on Nintendo's own website. Nintendo Switch, parentheses, OLED model. Okay, that's straight to the point. I think they wanted to really kind of hammer home Nintendo, that is. I'm kind of just guessing at the mind of Nintendo. They want to really hammer home that this is not a pro model. It is an improved model. The screen is better. The speakers are better. The inter- uh, the uh, internal memory is more. The kickstand is better. And an- another couple other features are better. It has this Ethernet port, one of the first Nintendo consoles ever, if not the first to have an Ethernet port just directly built into it. But it is not a Nintendo Switch Pro model. So furthering the conversation about the Nintendo Switch and the Nintendo Switch Pro. 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 When, if ever, will we see a Nintendo Switch Pro model? This is all speculation. I'm not even going to speculate. I'm just giving my opinion on it. Other people, insiders, can can speculate all they want. They speculated till they were blue in the face that this year we were going to get a Nintendo Switch Pro model. So that's why I don't engage a lot in the speculation is because often it's... It's not accurate. It's fun to speculate. It's fun to engage in that. But I'm not going to say, yeah, I care. I bet you, you know, I look at the patents and I think we're going to get a pro Nintendo Switch Pro this year. I, I, I just don't personally engage in that. I'll talk about other people's theories, but I don't offer my own uh, predictions for what Nintendo's doing. Other than, <laughs> other than to kind of go by the roadmap of previous Nintendo Switch hardware and I'm, I use hardware I say con- I'm not saying consoles and I'm not saying handhelds I'm gonna say hardware altogether because let me just elaborate on my theory here and on my opinion here I saw somebody on Twitter say that you know Nintendo may release a Nintendo Switch Pro still within the next year and while I don't entirely disagree with that he did, I, I don't know if it was a he, I, just, I assume it was a he, I shouldn't do that, but it, a he or a she speculated that we get into the Switch Pro because he used the example of the handhelds, so in the timeline of the handhelds, so it was like the original Game Boy, then uh, six years, five or six years later, or seven years later, Nintendo Pocket, and then a couple years after that, Nintendo or Game Boy Color, and then a couple years after that, Game Boy Advance, then we had Advance SP, and then we had Game Boy Advance Micro, and then we had Nintendo DS, and then another version of the Nintendo DS, the DS Lite, and then we had the DSi, and the DSi XL, and the 3DS, and 3DS XL, and new 3DS, and new 3DS XL, and 2DS, and 2DS XL. Just the frequency at how often they introduced the handhelds, the new handhelds. But my only critique of that, my only kind of counter counter to that is that Nintendo with the Nintendo Switch isn't really doing the up updated, you know, brand new handhelds every couple years thing right now. Right now all Nintendo has because they've just recently completely discontinued the 3DS, all Nintendo has right now is the Nintendo Switch line of products. That's its main source of revenue right now that's its only console you can say okay nintendo switch Lite, nintendo switch and the nintendo switch oled model 
but they all do the same thing. They're all the same horsepower. They're out. They have the same chip inside there. They all. It's basically just the Nintendo Switch right now. So I would argue that you consider the Nintendo Switch more in the uh, as far as Nintendo releasing the timeline of Nintendo releasing hardware. We have to think about it in the console timeline. So if we're thinking about the console timeline, let's just start with something easy. The Nintendo NES, when did that come out? Late 83, mid 1980s, and then a few years after that, 1991 in the United States at least, we had the Super Nintendo. Five years after that, we had the Nintendo 64. I'm just going off my memory here. Then in 2002 or uh, 2001, like five years after that, so far it's five years, five years, five years, we had the Nintendo GameCube, 2001, and then I think, was it 2005 or 2006 that we had the the Wii? So that was about four or five years after. After the Wii, when did we get the, the Wii U? It was a few years after that. After the Wii U, I'm not missing any Nintendo consoles. We had the Nintendo Switch. I want to say Switch was... 13 or 14 something like that it was a while between for a nintendo stand standpoint between the wii and the uh the switch so let's just call it on average about a five-year kind of release timeline for their consoles I got to look up when the Nintendo Switch was released because that would give me more kind of clarity on when the Nintendo Switch Pro might be coming out. Nintendo Switch release date. And I'm going to talk while I'm uh, typing here. And I misspelled release date. It was 2017. And we are in the year 2021. So we are about the four-year in March of 2021 was the four-year cycle. So I think there's a little bit of credence to that in the next year or two, given the release cycle of consoles, of Nintendo's main consoles, disregarding handhelds. Yes, the Switch is a hybrid of both, but I think, yeah, in the next year or two, we could see a new console for the Switch, whether that's a Switch Pro or something else entirely. Now, there's a little caveat here. There's there's a little something really, uh, really pertinent to remember. We need to remember what time we're in, what, what the current state of world affairs. So the fact remains at the moment that Nintendo Switch is or that Nintendo is selling the Nintendo Switch like hotcakes. They can barely keep those things on the shelves. The hardware is just flying off the shelves. Nintendo financially doesn't need to have a new hit. The the momentum of the Switch right now is as high as it's ever been. They are selling hand over fist current Nintendo Switches with the current hardware, with the current... Uh, chip inside with the current CPU and GPU combination that it has, the NVIDIA Tegra variant that it has. So why would Nintendo, if they're selling like hotcakes, go through all the R&D and development and cost of developing a new console right now, this year, or even next year, even given the chip shortages? It's hard to source new chips. They've already got the the process for the current Tegra chip they're using down. They've got the cost as low as it's going to go 
you know, they've got, they brought it up to scale as much as it's going to scale and they are just making money hand over fist with the current Nintendo Switch. So Nintendo, Nintendo doesn't really have a fire under their butt to release a new console anytime soon, like, like a complete, you know, uh, brand new hardware, brand new architecture, brand new, new, new console. Financially speaking and sales wise, they are under no pressure to do so. Combine that with chip shortages and manufacturing woes that we're still getting out of because of uh, crypto mining and because of pandemic issues. I would be surprised. I would not be, you know, I would not be stunned, but I would be surprised if we hear about a Nintendo Switch Pro that uses, you know, radically different hardware, radically different uh, architecture and stuff. If we hear about that anytime in the next year or two, we should. I think we'll hear about more iterative updates, given that kind of five-year cycle that Nintendo does. My hope is, here's what I'm really hopeful for, and this is kind of a good way to wrap up this segment. In the next segment, I'll talk about the uh, Game Boy Pocket mod I'm working on, the ultimate Game Boy Pocket. But I want to wrap up the segment kind of with this. My hope is that since the Nintendo Switch got the OLED upgrade in the bigger screen and got much smaller bezels, that we'll get a new Switch Lite in in short succession. I will admit right now that if they came out with a Switch Lite with a bigger screen and tiny bezels, I would probably be a sucker for that one. Like I mentioned, I love the Switch Lite. I prefer the Switch Lite, call me crazy, to the original Nintendo Switch. And one of my only complaints on that is that if it's hard to read the screen of the original Nintendo Switch, of the vanilla Nintendo Switch, it is virtually impossible to read. It's like a five and a half inch screen on the Switch Lite. It's like almost an inch smaller on the Switch Lite. It's it's frustrating to play games. Some, Some games meant for TV on the Switch Lite because the screen is so small. So with this new OLED version of the vanilla Switch, if in the next year, next six months, they now improved model of the Switch Lite with a bigger edge-to-edge screen, that's what I'm really hopeful for. Will we see a Switch Pro or a brand new console from Nintendo within the next year or two? There's no incentive, in my opinion, for Nintendo to do so because they're making money with the original Switch right now and the pandemic and production issues we talked about, you know, sourcing chips. But I would love to be wrong. (laughs) With these kind of geeky and gaming things, I would love to be wrong about this stuff. Anyways, more Geek Therapy Radio coming up. Check out Geek Therapy Radio on all the social media. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Geek Therapy Radio. You've got your mental curator, Johnny Hamburger. GeekTherapyRadio.com for more information. So, we just spent the last, how many minutes at this point, 29 minutes, talking about the Nintendo Switch OLED model and the future roadmap of Nintendo hardware. (laughs) An idea just popped in my mind, and I know it's completely, it's not going to happen. Completely not going to happen. That is if they had a successor to the 3DS. Now, you could argue, obviously, that the Nintendo Switch is the successor to the 3DS because Nintendo 
It's no surprise they combined console and handheld into the one thing and called it the Nintendo Switch because it switches from handheld to traditional TV console mode. Would I still like another handheld from game from uh, Nintendo? Yes, and I'll tell you exactly which model I want because it ties perfectly into what I want to spend the bulk of this segment on. We have the NES Classic and the SNES Classic. I don't know about y'all, but I have seen and I agree with these kind of calls on the internet. I would adore a Game Boy Classic if they brought out, and it wouldn't have to be necessarily more mini, but like a lithium-powered modern Game Boy that had 25 or 30 Game Boy games built into it. Uh, across the spectrum, uh, playable Game Boy games from the original Game Boy through Game Boy Color to Game Boy Advanced. Game Boy Advance. I think that would be wonderful. Even if it just stuck to Game Boy and Game Boy Color, if we had a, a Game Boy Classic, that would be wonderful for like 50 bucks or whatever the MSRP is supposed to be. I'd buy it in a heartbeat. I'd snap it up. I'd drink it up. There will be blood. That's a movie. There will be blood. Anyways, um, yeah, Game Boy Classic. I already hear you you yelling at your Bluetooth speakers, at your headphones, at your car speakers. Johnny, they got Game Boy Classic. Actually, they don't. They don't. I was going to say they have Game Boy Classic games on the through Nintendo Switch Online, through the, the eShop. They don't. It's NES and SNES. That's all they have. They don't have any Game Boy Classic uh, on the Nintendo Switch. I wish they would, and they probably will at some point, and they did on the Nintendo 3DS, but the 3DS is being discontinued. The eShop still works on the uh, 3DS, by the way. Uh, but yeah, there's no Game Boy Classic games on the uh, Nintendo Switch in that eShop. So, yeah, I would like a, a, a Nintendo, a Game Boy Classic. Just like the NES Classic and the SNES Classic, I would love a Game Boy Classic. Or at least... At least throw us a bone and give us some classic Game Boy games, even Nintendo Switch games, on the Switch. I would say 3D. I would say Nintendo DS games, but that's tough for obvious reasons. Dual screen, and yes, you can emulate dual screen on the Nintendo Switch, or you could probably do it to where. Actually, no. I take that back. Scratch that idea. I was just about to say. Um, but yeah, you could you could have dual screens. That's how Nintendo uh, DS emulators work. It just emulates dual screens on one screen. But that would be kind of hard to do with the Nintendo Switch. There are some games for the Nintendo DS that would be awesome to have on the Switch. But I would imagine that if they're going to bring a DS game back to the Switch, that's going to be remastered and re-kerjiggered to work on one screen. So anyways, let's move on from that. I would like a Game Boy Classic and I would snatch it up in a heartbeat. Day one, I would snatch it up in a heartbeat. So speaking of Game Boys, I want to finish out the show telling you what I've discovered with my current uh, tinkerings. In the last show, I, I outlined my idea for the Ultimate Game Boy Pocket. And now let me reach behind me because if you haven't already seen on my Twitter and Instagram, I uploaded pictures of the prototype I built. So to bring you up to speed on what, what the Ultimate Game Boy Pocket would be... It is a traditional modded Game Boy Pocket with an IPS funny playing 
screen. The IPS screen in here is gorgeous. It's like 25% bigger than the original LCD screen. It's amazing. It's an amazing upgrade to have. The second upgrade would be the lithium ion battery pack or lithium polymer I should say battery pack that you can get they're almost literally a dime a dozen they're super cheap 1000 milliamp hour 2000 milliamp hour basically convert the power supply of the Game Boy Pocket from double A's or sorry the triple A's the two triple A's to just one lithium uh, polymer battery pack rechargeable battery pack that's a super easy mod all you really need for that is a lithium battery and a soldering iron, and you can make that mod. It's very simple. You literally just solder the leads from a 3.7 volt lithium polymer battery pack to the positive and negative leads on the Game Boy's uh, circuit board. Or you can just use alligator clips and like probes and just connect it straight to the negative and positive end of the terminals in the case itself without soldering. It's hard to play like that with a bunch of wires dangling out of it, but it's super easy to feed 3.7 volt lithium polymer battery to the Game Boy Pocket, and the Game Boy Pocket handles it just fine because the internal uh, up converter converts low voltages to 5 volts, and it's like 19 volts for the screen, whatever it is. 3.7 volts is perfectly fine. It runs all day. It's below that 5 volt threshold. So what happens with the rechargeable batteries that are 1.2 volts, the nickel metal hydrides, I won't go on this for too long, but they're 1.2 volts. Two of those AAAs equals 2.4 volts, and that voltage is upped to 5 volts and beyond, and it just puts extra strain on the batteries. So feeding the Game Boy Pocket with 3.7 volts of lithium polymer power supply uh, with a battery the Game Boy doesn't even flinch. Why is that extra important? What other mod, what other feature would make that extra important? A flash card. I have a Crix Game, uh, Game Boy EverDrive, EverDrive Game Boy flash card in here. I just, ah, man, I just unsoldered one of the wires of my prototype. Oh well. I've got that flash card in there. Flash cards suck a whole lot of energy. They put a whole lot of strain on the AA batteries and maybe you can load one or two games before the battery can't supply enough voltage to, to keep up. There's too much of a, it's a current load that it puts on the rechargeable AAA batteries. It just can't, can't hack it. Another reason why you'd upgrade to the lithium uh, polymer battery. The final upgrade to make it the ultimate Game Boy Pocket is a solar panel. Now, what I mean by adding a solar panel to the Game Boy Pocket, it's a solar panel that fits, that is a semi-permanent to permanent fixture on the back of the Game Boy Pocket. So it's not like you're sitting there aiming at the sun while you're playing to power directly off. The idea is that the solar panels, the solar panels that I've sourced, put out 150 milliamps uh, at 5 volts under direct light. I won't say direct sunlight because you can put it under an uh, incandescent bulb and get the same amount of power. It's 150 milliamps at best. So it basically trickle charges the lithium polymer battery between uses. Could you technically charge the lithium polymer battery just with only the 5 volt 150 milliamp uh, solar panel? Yes, you could. It would take a long time. Just do the math between 100, between 1000 milliamp hours let's say, of the lithium polymer battery and the 150 milliamp output of the solar panel, you're looking about eight to nine hours or so direct sunlight to recharge the battery. So if you forget your charger, yeah, technically, USB-C charger, yeah, technically, you can charge it with the sun. The idea, though, with this Ultimate Game Boy Pocket is that you just keep the batteries 
topped up in between uses and that the panels on there in a flush way that doesn't interfere with anything and the panels I sourced fit perfectly when all is said and done and I've already been working out I've been drawing the, the, the kind of blueprints for this it should work out there should be minimal kinks I've got the charge controller and everything this should work out to be the ultimate Game Boy Pocket the absolute best Game Boy Pocket mod ever. It's a combination of mods to make it the best, concluding with that solar panel that can keep it topped up between uses. Thank you so much for listening to Geek Therapy Radio. You are worthy of love. Take care until next time. If you'd like to sponsor Geek Therapy Radio, just go to geektherapyradio.com and let's talk. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.